do I have this right that uh, Dungeon World is is like um, uh, Monster of the Week? It's the same yeah. basic system. Same uh, rule system. Yeah, uh, works pretty. I mean, there's some like twists and different things to it, but it's the same basic concept. Like your role is always two d six plus an attribute, and two through six is a failure. Seven through nine is yes, but, and ten through twelve is good success. Super straightforward. Uh, and you get moves that let you do different things. Yeah, right. I remember that's that. what distinguishes the the different types of the classes in this. Did you get the uh, rule, the playbooks, Damon? Yeah, I okay. gave it a really quick scan. Oh really yeah, quick. you don't need I'm to like, know nothing. Uh, this looks an awful lot like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, not surprising. Although I love that some of the reference, like Zuko's thing, like oh, someone liked uh, Avatar. Oh, is that what that's from? I haven't watched yep. Avatar, but yeah, that's the. Uh, the immolator immolator because yeah one i had a long campaign of this and yeah there was zuko style I yeah would, uh, i would something. say right now i i wanted the immolator but then i thought oh damn if damon sees this he's gonna go oh immolator but you know what i almost did but i didn't yeah but i didn't so I what am, are you gonna do i'm thinking druid Ooh. i went thief because jenny's not here and jenny always takes the thief so this time i'm stealing <laughs> it. okay uh so you've picked your play sheets okay so you chose your class that is step one so now uh many of you will have a choice of race so right under the where it says name at the top of your sheet you'll have the option of like fighter has dwarf elf halfling or human Mm -hmm. it's you'll have like usually two to three options so druid has elf human or halfling yeah Yeah, i think i think i'm gonna play human I'm going okay. human too. All right. Uh, so you can mark that and then you can choose a name if you want from the list or you could make up a, a separate name. Right. I'm going to be Tommy Tingle Fingers. <laughs> Is that one of the ones they option? That's that T-O-M-E. Tommy Tingle Fingers. Excellent. Damon? I haven't really thought about it much. Harold. My, my eyesight's so bad. I, I keep thinking that the the second name here under human is Skank. And I, I'm, I, I'm, is it Shark? I don't know. Never mind. I'm, I'm Tommy Tingle Fingers. All right. Shank. It's Shank. Oh, Shank. Uh, okay. Now you choose your look. You pick one each from body, eyes, hair, and clothes. Uh, you can circ- choose one of the offered ones or throw in something else. You could yeah, be a okay. lithe-bodied, criminal-eyed, cropped-haired, dark-clothed thief. I'm looking that down that list now. I'm going to be a knobby-bodied, shifty-eyed, messy-haired, dark-clothed thief. Thief. Right. For those of you, for those of you in Dublin, for the rest, for the rest of the world, I shall be a thief. Uh, messy hair, bright eyes, and practical leathers. Excellent. Okay, now we go to stats. So you've got your six D and D stats. Mm-hmm. And you can see right there, it says assign those scores to your stats. So one of them, you're going to put a 16, a 15, a 13, and so on. And then those are the numbers. And then it shows you the modifiers. So your good stat at 16, your die rolls are going to have a plus two. Mm-hmm. Your 15 is going to have a plus one and so on. Your eight stat, you'll actually have a 2d6 minus one roll on that one. Does the uh, 16, etc., go in the circle or above? The 16 go, yeah, the number goes in the circle and then the plus or minus goes next to the, the word. Speaking monster of the week, yeah. why, are they, why are they using these uh, these big numbers? Why not just the bonuses? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, well, because as you get experience, you bring up the stat, and eventually that flips over the modifier. I see. I tell you, people just really love their Gygax, don't they? I know. It's 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 so set in in stone. It's kind of weird to me. That's true. It is pretty much redundant. But... Like everybody does the three d six. Everybody. I don't know what stats I'm supposed to use here for this. Like, if oh. it's, is it like D and D where I know which ones are like? Oh super yeah, yeah. For me? Um. So druid. Uh, I think you're gonna. Well, uh, we'll look at your moves actually for druid, and it'll tell you. Hold on, I'm scrolling back up to druid because yeah, I was on teeth. Starting moves. Uh, on the soil. So uh, your shapeshifter, you're gonna roll plus wisdom, and that's a move you start with automatically. All right, and these other moves. Some of them don't require rolls at all. There's a roll plus wisdom. Yeah, so some of your optional moves that you'll get as you level up would be wisdom as well. So yeah, well, it like do you, like. So a lot of the stuff, the things you'd assume for D&D probably hold true here. All right, yeah. so we'll assume wisdom here. This is gonna be my so do, you, do you want to hear what we're picking then? Or? Uh, sure. Okay, I went with a 16 dexterity for my thief. Makes sense. And then a 15 intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, 13 charisma. So those are all the pluses. I got a plus 2 dexterity, plus 1 intelligence, plus 1 charisma. Then I went with a 12 on Constitution, which is just a zero, no modifier. And then a nine on Wisdom with a no modifier and an eight on Strength, minus one. That seems like a thief to me. Sure. I'm distributing my swords right now to make a system of government. Oh, uh, <laughs> and also my alignment here. Uh, normally, nice. I would not pick Chaotic, but the description is leap into danger without a plan. So... <laughs> I am going chaotic. Okay. And uh, how did you assi assign yours, Damon? Well, I guess I'm not going to be all that smart. Okay. This is really what this is coming down to. Or th or, or that charismatic. for city folk. Right. Who needs that stuff? I'm going to go down the list. I've got 13 strength, 12 dexterity, 15 constitution, 9 intelligence, 16 wisdom, and 8 charisma. All right, the uncharismatic druid. Okay, then modifiers, uh, you can plop into that spot there. Yeah. Maximum hit points. Your maximum hit points is equal to your class's base hit points. Uh, so we're looking up into the center here. There's armor, and then there's hit points. Yep. So druid says six plus your constitution score, not bonus. So it's six for me, too. Six plus whatever your constitution yep. is. And again, not your constitution modifier, your constitution score. Oh. Right. So six plus 15, Ooh. so 21. Wow. Okay, mine's 18. That's okay. not bad. Now, we choose your starting moves. Now, you don't really, you you get all of the ones on your first page there, Damon. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So do I. Uh, oh, you do too. Uh, you yeah. do have a choice to make, though, Damon. Uh, born of this, uh, for born of the soil, you have to choose what landscape you are a druid of. Right. Um, oh, and yeah. you you would check off on race if you haven't already. Check off human, which gives you a uh, unique ability for yeah. that for both That's of you. Right. And thief, do you have any choices to make on your starting ones? No, uh, I don't believe so. You uh, on poisoner? You choose one of those poisons. Oh, so I do. Excuse me. Oh, let's just do the great forest. Let's just, let's, why not? Sure, classic druid. Classic, exactly. 
as much as the stinking mire sounds pretty awesome. Okay, so that's starting moves. I'm going to go with Serpent's Tears. Anyone dealing damage to the target rolls twice and takes the better result. Okay, so you want to ingest that right away. Uh, then, uh, Colin did this already. You choose your alignment and give it's your chaotic. You only have whatever options are on the page, but it's standard chaotic, neutral, lawful, good, evil. Uh, no corner ones, chaotic, evil, and things like that. Um, but the sub line in there is actually more important in some ways because that, uh, when you live up to that in the course of an adventure, it gives you an experience point. So if column leaps into danger without thinking or whatever that was. Yeah, I could do evil, shift danger or blame from yourself to someone else. But that could be very annoying with yeah. two of us. <laughs> All right, my alignment's going to be neutral, eliminate an unnatural menace. That sounds good. All and then right. what am I supposed to do for the sub thing? Oh, you, it just it no. gives you that. So the sub thing is eliminate oh, an unnatural menace. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Next, uh, this will be on page two, I believe, for everybody. Uh, you're starting gear. Uh, you start, Damon, with some token of your land and describe it. And then you can see on your sheet, there's choose your defenses. You pick one of those two, hide armor or wooden shield. Your armament, a help us out here column, shillelagh. 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 Staff. Or I, get, I, get, I, get one of the, I get one of those, not two. Yeah. Yeah, you get one defense one armament, and then one of the miscellaneous stuff underneath that. Got it. And you okay. can check those off. Adventuring gear is kind of cool because it's just like, oh, I need chalk to mark on the wall. I tick off a use. Oh, I need a pole or a rope or something like that. You just check uh, off your adventuring gear instead of specifying. Yeah. Uh, and then your gear for a thief, it gives you uh, dungeon rations, leather armor, and then three uses of the poison of your choice that you chose. Right. 10 coins, and then you have a few choices. Your arms, your ranged weapon, and your miscellaneous. Oh, a dagger and a short sword. Okay, I'm going to go with the dagger and the short sword. What's Halfling uh, Pipe Leaf do for me? And or poultices and herbs? I believe Halfling Pipe Leaf... Oh, here. Poultices and herbs. When you carefully treat someone's wounds with poultices and herbs, heal them of seven damage and expend a use. And halfling pipe leaf. When you share a pipe leaf with someone, expand two uses and take a plus one forward to parley with them. So that's like a social. Oh, adventure. that's kind of neat. Well, that's yeah. not going to be for me. Poultices and herbs. That makes sense. That's very druidy. I went with the uh, dagger and short sword and the ragged bow and the bundle of arrows and the adventuring gear. Cool. Now, briefly introduce your characters to the rest of the party. I know it, this can be pretty brief. Uh, so, Column, you go first. I'm Tommy Tanglefingers, which I'm, I'm greatly regretting. I haven't put any thought into this yet, Rob. I wasn't expecting oh, okay. this. Oh, that's okay. But you can describe your look. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm this knobby, knobby-bodied, shifty-eyed, messy-haired, dark-clothed, uh, little turd of a thief. Excellent. And then Damon? chaotic and unpredictable and wildly untrustworthy. Excellent. Go team. You're, uh, you've got a in, dressed in practical leathers, a bright-eyed, messy-haired druid by the name of Harold. Okay, now <laughs> we do bonds. So you'll each pick a bond for the other one. So like, 
Oh, I remember this. Harold, one of my favorite Harold knows me. incriminating details about me. <laughs> or, okay. or Harold and I have a con running. Oh, let's go with that. <laughs> All right. We have a con going. Oh, let's see. Where are these? Where uh, are these? Uh, <laughs> druids. Uh, uh, the it's... first page, middle oh, yeah. section. Yeah, to the right under alignment, right. there's bombs. Yeah, Harold the Druid. Oh, ongoing. So you're gonna fill like in that. Tommy on one of those options. That's T O M E. Yes, Tommy, huh? Oh, I love the idea of a druid and a thief having a con going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> oh, we've already we got to get everybody else on board here, uh, Rob, because this will this will bring in the monster of the week crowd. What, what what's the bond you chose for me again? I know something. No, oh, no, uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, incriminating details, but instead, uh, you and I have a con going. All right. In that we case, are running, we are running some kind of con. In that case, Tommy has tasted my blood and I theirs. We are bound by it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay. So are we assuming that Harold is like an enthusiastic participant in the con or just backing up Tommy because you're blood brothers? I think just backing up Tommy because we're blood brothers. You're you're in neutral alignment, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, there is no lawful. It's just chaotic, neutral, and evil. Well, no, okay. Those are the options you have. Oh, so like I, a have, pal- I, have I believe thief. a paladin okay. could use choose lawful or good. Okay. Well, if there's no paladins in this group, thank you. Thank, <laughs> no, you. thank you very much. That would be stupid. Okay. That's character creation. It's just that easy. That was a lot of fun. That's good. Very simple. I like that about yeah, this game I like so much. it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, so I was thinking we could just run kind of, uh, you know, a room or two of a mini and have an encounter or two to see how the rules uh, work. I don't have like a really long, elaborate plot it. Uh, plotted out or anything. So the what is the nature of your con, I guess? Ah, oh, come on. Fake marriages. <laughs> the old Cincinnati flim flam. It's got to be some kind of... Um... Alternative supplements, some kind of spectacle uh, diversion, and uh, you know, I love the idea of being snake oil salespeople. Pickpocketing, yes. So I'm yes. selling, I'm selling snake oil, and meanwhile you're grifting. Yes, I am the guy in the crowd, and the plant in the crowd who is also grifting the crowd. Yeah. Uh, yes, we're snake oil salesmen. Well, what are we selling? Um, I mean. You name it, right? Like, uh, how about, um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, maybe um, love potions. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be like some some bone powder of some uh, fabulous creature that uh, yeah. increases virility in men. Ex- exactly, yeah. Love potions, uh, sexual aids, that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. that'll do. That's what we're doing. We're gearing then, towards gullible man. And I assume uh, that you periodic, well, one object that you're trading for might be, since you are also adventurers, just by the kind of the terms of the game, you might be grifting people for treasure maps and things like that. Oh, hell yeah. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah. And, yeah the, the, the richer it is, the better. And presumably you wear out your welcoming communities from time to time and want to spend time out in the wilderness doing things other than grifting. Before you know to let the heat die down. Just just based on this background, I want to change my alignment from neutral to chaotic. Because okay. yeah. chaotic, the chaotic description is destroy a symbol of civilization. <laughs> okay. And I, I think that just seems more appropriate to even what I'm starting to think about now. 
So Harold yeah. is now chaotic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He needs to destroy a symbol of civilization. I can tell you right now, everybody else is going to want to play this, Rob. <laughs> just, just, just from the just from the character sheets. Excellent. And just, just from these like these bonds, like just those bonds were just so much more fun than Monster of the Week, right there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the bonds in Monster of the Week. Yeah, honestly. I know they weren't just, they weren't as wacky as this. No. Well, they weren't so, wacky. They weren't necessarily wacky. No, um, no. I think I still I still got that around. Oh, I have, my, I have mine. Cause I have, we have, mine. I have Mac. Yeah, I I want to bring Mac back. Well, and I did like the like brother and sister. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, you guys are between villages and between grifts right now, and in your last one, you very generously, in lieu of payment payment and coin, took. Uh, a very sketchy uh, map uh, from a from a villager. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> Who said you know his some old coot had said there was some kind of uh, treasure to be found at this site deep in the woods, and so you have followed the map, and lo and behold, like going through a, a deep forest with no undergrowth and huge trees overhead. You come up over a rise and roughly where the treasure map says carved into the side of a hill is a set of stairs leading up to double doors, which are actually broken and flung open. So you can peek Mm. in. Uh, You can't really make out too much detail with the it's sunny outside, but of course, dismal and dim and dark a long undisturbed rectangular room leading off at an angle from there a couple doors across the way and a passage leading off you seeing this harold i'm seeing it as i say the doors are kind of like hanging open partially off of their hinges they would have been a challenge to open actually they're big stone things well somebody might have already taken all the loot yeah well i'd leap into danger without a plan so tommy just strolls right up those just Skips up those steps and uh, is the these doors ajar? They do offer. Uh, there's there's uh, enough space. Yeah, it's not not even a I tight. Kinda, I kind of just kind of just yeah. stick my stick my head and shoulders in there between the uh, the gap in the doors and uh, take a peek. Okay, uh, inside you see crumbled a statuary kind of like some of it's still upright at angles, uh, the human looking figures, some collapsed and sprawled along the floor. The floor seems like tilted at an angle, like once upon a time, it was probably flat, but it seems a bit off kilter now. The doors, though, in opposite uh, you uh, do seem to be intact, wooden doors built in to that southeast wall. You don't immediately hear noises or anything coming from within. There's a lot of wildlife out here, so it seems like something probably would have taken shelter. Uh, but you see no, you don't see, you don't smell a guano. It just seems like a dank, dusky, caverns, cavernous smell, though clearly it was, it's not natural. This is carved by human or something hands. Well, Harold? Ah, uh, who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to... Um... I'd like to head towards the. Should we head towards the southeast to these yep. to the first of these doors? Um, yeah, let's... I'd like to keep to. You were describing the floor was kind of like raised. It's like slanted. Yeah, is it like slanted in like one direction, or is it just generally like misshapen? 
Oh, like the Wisco floor? No, it's all slanted in one direction. Okay. Uh, Let's pause and take a look at rules. So you've got your particular character moves. These are general moves available to everyone. Hack and slash, when you attack an enemy in melee, you roll plus strength. Volley, when you do a ranged attack, roll plus dex. Parlay, you can try to manipulate people or whatever with charisma. Uh-huh. Defy danger is a nice catch-all. When you try to do something despite an imminent threat or suffer a calamity, you say how you do it. So I'm going to try to withstand the crushing force of the river and walk upstream. That might be constitution. I'm going to try to dart from rock to rock, why that might be dexterity, and so on. Defend, you are standing in defense of a person, item, or location under attack. That's with constitution. Discern realities. When you closely study a situation or person, you roll plus wisdom. On successes, you get to ask me questions. Spout lore. When you consult your accumulated knowledge about something, you're rolling plus intelligence. So what do I know about whatever is here? Aid or interfere. If you want to help some, if somebody's about to do something, you can try to uh, aid them with a roll to give them a plus one on their roll or interfere with somebody with a minus two. So those are your basic moves. So, for example, when checking out a new room, somebody might try a discern realities role. Yes, okay, but my, my wisdom's only nine. Um, what's yours, Harold? Oh, I've, that, I'm really good here. That's my highest score. Okay. Well, then I would leave it to the druid. Yeah, let's try that. So your role is 2d6, and then I believe your wisdom bonus is plus two. That's right. Okay, here we go. Oh, dice. Oh, look at that. Okay. So 10 through 12 is a good success. Uh, yeah. That means on discern realities, you get to ask me three questions from the list there. So the questions are, what happened here recently? What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not as it appears to be? And you can choose those one at a time if you yeah. like. Let's start with uh, what happened here recently. Okay. So your read on the door and the tilt of the room is you feel like there was uh, some kind of uh, earthquake, seismic, I guess you wouldn't use the word seismic, but at some point in the not too distant past, you believe the earth moved here, tilting this room and perhaps things beyond it in that direction. And that's what uh, cracked the entry doors open. You don't believe they were opened by a previous looter or creature or anything like that. And I'll say what hasn't happened here recently, confirming the lack of smell of uh, guano and things like that, there doesn't appear to be any nature moving in. And as a druid, you'd be paying attention to that. And that seems odd. You know, there are a lot of creatures in the woods that would happily take shelter. This looks like a good shelter for random little critters. Uh Where are the chippies? Moderate-sized creatures, yeah. Yeah. But there are none within. So that's one of your three questions. Let's start with what should I be on the lookout for? Okay, you recognize some of these statues. They are lesser gods of a long-forgotten religion. You couldn't put a name to them, but you get the genre, kind of. And you know that temples of these kinds of gods often had not not necessarily physical traps, but traps of a magical nature, often associated with some of the particular deities. Hmm. Okay. And you got one more question. What here is not what it appears to be? What here is not what it appears to be? That is a fine question. 
the statuary all uh, kind of matches what you would expect here. The room being out of alignment is obviously kind of weird. Those doors on the opposite side, they appear to be just normal like closet type doors, like uh, and like they'd be storage or cloak rooms or something like that. You suspect that they could seal uh, something more dangerous mm. or possibly even useful. Yeah, or possibly right. dangerous and useful. It Why could be both, both valuable and scary. Mm-hmm. All right, I relay all this, of course, to my close companion Tommy and partner in crime, my bosom buddy. The thing that spooks me is that there are no animals in here. I agree. And there's no sign of animals in here. I agree. Something's appealing to their spooky animal senses. Uh-huh. We should definitely be alert for that. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go open that door on the let's southeast. Go. Let's end. see. Let's see what it is. I agree. I'm most curious. <laughs> so if I, uh, if you guys don't mind me throwing possible moves at you, just as we learn the game, one of Damon's tips there was that there are probably traps of some sort in this room. Oh shit! Sorry. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry, I would I'm take not... that brazier and light up that incense. I'm having too much. I was. I was having too much fun. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, let me see. I am a trap expert. There we go. So I'm going to spend a moment to survey this dangerous area. Mm-hmm. And I got a roll plus dex. All right. So that is 2d6 plus my modifier. Mm-hmm. Love two, I believe. Okay. So you're both playing your strength so far. And I will have a good look around here. It's a nine. Okay, so on a nine, you hold one, and you could spend that hold as you walk through the area to ask one of these questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Is there a trap here? And if so, what, act- what activates it? That's there my is, question. Yeah, that's, and that's all you'll get. Uh, yep. There is indeed a trap here. There is one statue that is actually in completely intact. Like clearly when the earth moved, some of them just totally kipped over and cracked on the floor. Some of them through, you know, an arm and a nose here and things like that. There is in the middle, a lot of the figures are more human-like. The intact one though has a weird alien monstrous looking face to it. And it is completely intact. What activates the trap appears to be moving too close to that one in the center. So your read on it is by staying to the periphery of it, uh, just kind of going around the outskirts of the room, uh, you would probably avoid activating it. Harold, I suggest we stick to the outskirts of the room. Avoid straight through. activating that trap. Leroy mean, Jenkins. Mean this one over here, he says, walking right up to it. No, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to move along that... Um, from where we're going in that western wall mm-hmm. and start uh, just uh, sidling along that wall into just the corner by that southeast door. Sound like a plan? I like it. Yep. That's what we do. Okay. So you make your way around with, with no trouble. Uh, you think you have a pretty good sense on what the periphery that would activate the trap is. It's magic, so it can always be tough to tell. You make your way over to that door. It is a wooden door. It is locked, faded with time. There are carved pictographs, maybe we'd call them, on the door. And as far as you could tell from... Oh, do you guys have... Some, does one of you take something with torches or anything like that? Do you have a light source in here? 
Mm. Uh, you're getting as you get farther away from the door, the light shining in from outside. Gets I have adventuring gear, which must include a must there include you go. torch. Yeah, yeah. So one of you can mark off a use of adventuring gear uh, for a torch. I think that is right. Okay, okay. I mean, it makes all that, sense. That's how that works. It's just yeah. generic stuff. Okay, yeah. So I'm using a torch. So I'm down to four uses. Okay, so we do have a torch. So you said it's got glyphs on it. Uh, like pictographs, yeah. Okay. Uh, Harold, do you care to uh, maybe uh, give these a perusal? This would probably be a spout lore kind of scenario here, which is plus intelligence. Intelligence? I'm pretty smart, but uh, I got a plus one on intelligence. How smart are you? Oh, oh, I didn't realize I was muted. The cat had tripped my mic up. I was going to say, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see a mute uh, signal, but it seemed like... It's clearly not as smart as a cat. Right. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Who my is? character is just as smart as I am, which is dim. Oh, okay. So maybe I should do the spout lore then. You should probably spout some lore. It just seemed more druidic. If it's more like druid stuff, sure. But I don't know if this is if this game is really like okay. it. Okay. Well, give it a go. I'll do a roll uh, plus int. Okay. Yeah, this is, yeah. You know, learning is for city folk. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Harold doesn't cotton that book. Not two, not two men yeah. of, not for two men of the wilds such as ourselves. Right. Two rugged chaps. What I'm saying is, you can't trust the elites at their universities. I will uh, not be indoctrinated. Why is it? Those. I didn't know there'd be socialism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. Six. Six. Okay. You you don't recognize these pictographs at all. Okay. Like the door. Um and as you are looking, you hear from that open way that seemed along the southwest, stupid angled room, along the southwest, uh, you hear a moaning sound uh, emerging from the corridors down that way. It sounds like oh. zombies. Oh. Guar. Oh, it's the band Guar. Awesome. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> I sit down and prepare myself for an amazing concert. Tiptoe through the tulips. I get up front. So I, I, I don't know the song, so we'll pretend it's not. It's okay. uh, tiptoe through the tulips. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, but the door remains covered in incomprehensible pictographs. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we should pay attention to the probably zombies that are coming around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should take them on first. Uh, ignore the door for a moment. Ignore the trap that we won't set off. And I'm assuming that the the heavy zombie-like sounds are coming closer. You don't hear them necessarily coming closer. No. And you don't hear... I mean, it's quiet in here. You don't hear footfalls or flapping or any noise, any other noises accompanying that for the time. Could they just be, just be moving down in that southwest corridor somewhere down there? And they're unaware of us and we're just hearing them. Apparently that's the case. All right. Possibly. Well, we could focus on the door, or we could backtrack towards the main entrance there, and then head, shimmy our way along the uh, the back wall there, down towards that southwest corridor, if you want. Yeah, I would like to. I want to investigate the noise. That's got me a little. A yeah, little let's do that. Okay, so we so we back up then to the to the two main doors. We go back along the wall. We shimmyed along, so we avoid that trap still. Okay. And then we go back along the back wall, as I'm calling it. Sure. And we, uh, I don't think we need to look out for anything because I assume our GM has covered all of that in our original questions. 
So sure. uh, you're good until you step into that pit of lava. Oh, wait, as a kid, though, I played a lot of the floor is lava. So I think I'm all right. <laughs> all we right. make our way then to the uh, to the corner. So to the back wall corner by the entrance to that southwest passage. Okay. So not into the actual curved passage. Oh, fuck. Oh. I guess we're going into the curved no, no. passage. I'm, I'm, okay. throwing you, I'm throwing you more <laughs> map than you need, just because that's, that's how fine. I apparently had cut it last that's time. Fine. So I would say you... that I would go down the, the we would go down the, sh- the short, stubby little passageway there yeah, first yeah. and take a gander. So that's yeah. fine. So you don't see all of that yet, but uh, yeah, so you see that that leads out to that uh, curved corridor going to your right and left. Mm -hmm. You uh, hear that moan sound again coming from the room to the south. Uh, Nothing from the room to the west. This is a curved. Now, this this is was a well-constructed sort of building like anybody could cut straight lines like that. These are really well-carved arcs. Too. I mean, none of you, neither of you, is a dwarven, you know, miner or anything like that. But but I, we know dwarves when we see them. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah, probably dwarvish construction. That kind of makes sense. We spent many years in the company of um, the uh, great dwarven lords who shared us with gifts due to uh, Harold's amazing concoctions. That could well be. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's all absolutely true. You can trust us. He's a doctor. Yeah. What what do you want to do? Do you want to head west to the quiet room? Oh, the noisy room. Okay. Okay. The druid right. leads the way. We are heading south. <laughs> okay. Uh, you come to a door, uh, and it is closed, another wooden door leading into a room or whatever. You don't see it yet. Leading to the south. What do you do? I'm deferring to you, Harold. Uh, Why is he the boss all of a sudden? Yeah, so, yeah so this is interesting. Who's well, the because okay. I've been—I feel I've been stealing all of the uh, all of give the, me the give me the choices again. Let me think about this here. I mean, you can narratively do anything, and then there's the like discern realities with wisdom. There's uh, uh, lore, all that stuff. Just door. Okay. Um, the door does seem to be locked. Like you gently oh, tug uh, at it. It is not wedged in place, but it is locked. All right. I, I turn and raise an eyebrow to my I'm trusty companion. I'm already getting my lock picks. I apologize, Druid. I took away one of your moves right away. That's no problem. <laughs> saying there's no creatures here. That wasn't no my evil plan. <laughs> it worked. All right. Okay. Not a problem. I, that was not my intention. Okay. And I am going to pick locks, which is a roll plus my deck. So I have a plus two on my decks. And that is your tricks of the trade, I believe. Move. It is, and that is a twelve. Ooh, okay. Tricks of the trade on a ten plus, you do it no problem. So you are able to pick it quietly and open it gently and quietly. Well done. Thank you. And peeking in through, so you've got this light that'll be cast into this dark room. Mm-hmm. Peeking in, you see a square room. There are some stone open-topped boxes lying around the room, but your attention is drawn to the middle of it. And this thing, <gasps> it is standing in that possession, almost stock still for the most part. It's not wandering around. It seems like it's there as a sentry. Every now and then, uh, it wiggles its mouth and makes that moaning sound that you heard from out there. 
as of now, just from the door there, you haven't, it hasn't detected you, it doesn't seem like. My god, it's a beautiful creature. It is, it's very cool. That is awesome. I drew that. <laughs> no, you didn't, I've seen your drawings. I remember Over the Edge. So it's a sentry. Is it like right in the middle of the room? It's not guarding either of the other doors that appear to be on it the map? It is right in the middle of the room, yeah. Ah. Well, let me close the door yeah. quietly. Kind reconnoiter a little. I agree. So we know what's right. in there. It's a, this amazing creature that I want to turn into my pet. <laughs> okay, so we can't get well, to the... actual uh, size, by the way. <laughs> we can't get to the small area there behind right, the Not curve. without going through that, yeah. Yeah, so we backtrack and go through the western door. Yeah, let's okay. try. This one is off its hinges in maybe by the same thing that uh, shifted the outer room. These floors didn't seem to have tilted as much. They've got a slight tilt to them, not as tilty as the entry room that you came in through. Uh, This wooden door, though, has like it seems like it was shattered off of its hinges some, and so it hangs partly open. All right, let's peek around it. Okay, here you see that within the room, it's about it's the say it's a mirror of the size of the other room with that sentry in it. It doesn't have a sentry in this one. Uh, however, the walls uh, on the opposite side, unlike the other room, uh, have, seems to have collapsed into some rubble. And lying in the middle of the room are two plinths with bodies on them, a strangely non-decayed. Uh, though they must have been here for a great long time. They seem to be warriors, and on closer inspection, they have axes in their heads, each of them. Peace. Any sign of blood? There is no sign of blood now, dried or actively running or otherwise. Uh, The plinths rise up off the ground, and actually you see... Well, that's about all you see, I'll say, for now. Should we discern reality here? Right, yeah. I think this okay. is. I think this is. What we uh, want I to think do. that should be you. I've and are you doing the, this from the door frame, or are you going in and looking around, which would be more effective? I intend to go in and look around. Okay. Me too. I'm going to take my chance that there's not a trap here. We'll see how it goes. So two d six plus two. It seems. Mm-hmm. Oh, five. That's bad. You, you discern no reality, but reality discerns you. So <laughs> leaning in. Looking around, you get too close to these things, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who can say? And all of a sudden, at the same moment, each of the axe head guys rises up off their plinth, suddenly aware of their surroundings, roar angrily, and each of them lunges toward one of you. Here are the zombies. That zombie's packing quite a lot in his pants there, well, I just like to say. Is, did you also draw this, Rob? Morning wood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I didn't have time to ink it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the only armaments they seem to carry are lodged firmly in their skulls, but uh, the passage of time has given them rending claws, which they uh, shriek and uh, attempt to claw you with. And uh, Tommy, one of them, is charging toward you, claws outstretched. What do you do? Charging towards me. Mm-hmm. Great. That's what we want. I think it's it's got to be. Do I have enough distance to get off a uh, arrow with my ragged bow? Yes, uh, you can. You can get okay, a shot. Okay, so out I will do. That is a volley, I believe. So that will be. True. Two, is it two d six plus my dex? Plus your dex. 
Oh, okay. Everything is 2d6, right? Yeah, it's always 2d6 plus modifier. Yep. Except for, da- oh, except for damage rolls. Right. 2d6 plus 2. 14! That is okay. double sixes, dude. Wow. Okay. for that? You don't, uh, but you, I mean, you get the 10 through 12 result. First Monster of the Week, you can world. get uh, 12 plus. So on 10 plus, you have a clear shot, deal your damage. So you have no negative consequences. Oh, uh, so my damage. Oh, that's just my D8. That's what I have for that's damage. That's your D8 as a thief. Yep. Okay. Five. Ooh, very nice. Okay. Yeah. So it thuds into the torso of this creature and it, I believe sh- it. shrieks a horrid cry. Uh, and stumbles a little bit and tries to square itself. Uh, it's getting it's in melee range now, but you've slowed its attack now. All right. And Harold, the other one is closer to you. What are you doing? I was hoping to try and finish off the one that was going after. Is it possible for you to like kind of shift to the side and try and knock down Axe guy that was going after Tommy? Sure. Uh, you can do that. You might well expose yourself to the other one's attack though along the we'll way. We'll do that. I still gotta save my blood brother. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, and hack and slash is 2d6 plus strength, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Oops, I should stay here. Oh my goodness, I'm rolling awful. That's uh, not good. That is a four. Okay. That's, that's kind of a terrible result. Yes, yeah, so you fail to get there in time. Uh, you you would have, honestly. You were charged, turned and charged, but the other creature grabbed you with one claw and slashed across your back, pushing you forward with the other and dealing damage to you. Ooh, do not want. Oh, Jesus, for one damage, one measly damage. I'll um, take it. But did either of you start with armor? Yes. I am wearing, um, uh, well, not wearing, I have a wooden shield for plus one armor, so I don't even take any damage. Is that right? No, you don't. Okay, don't yeah. Um, yeah, no, you could have uh, turned back and held off the claw with it. Okay, yes. So the you uh, it grabs you, tries to whip you around to get a full-on claw on you, but you manage just in time to get your shield up in front of, in front of your face uh, before the horrible, wretched claws dig into you. Horrible, horrible oh, claws. All right. One point of damage. Could have been worse. Yeah, I could have been a lot worse. Should have been worse. Oh, how many rolls have you failed, Damon? Ooh. Okay. For each time you full on, you two through six a roll, you get an experience point. Oh, that's right. Monster of the week. Yeah. Um, and column, you had one as I well. I had five, yeah. So, yep. I get so yeah, you get an XP. Point. Yep. Okay. Um, is it is it my turn? Well, it doesn't really it work dom- in turns. Or is it zombie turns? Uh, okay. Yeah, well, the zo- you guys always roll, though. I roll their damage, but you always make the rolls. But now a zombie is in melee range. You won't be able to pull and get an arrow off, at least at this range. And it is actually leaping at you to tackle you and bring you to the ground and okay. uh, claw you at its leisure. I have a question. With, uh, with my uh, combat roll, uh, what about my starting moves? How many how many moves am I allowed? Is am I just allowed the combat roll, or can I possibly apply some serpent's tears to this thing, and then take my roll? That seems no, that's not possible. Oh, no, 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 yeah, that would be too like kind of, involved but it, it's things. dramatically interesting. Um, oh yeah, I was actually going to put it on. I was actually going to smear it on Harold's zombie because um, he looks like. The dice are not favoring him this evening. Okay. So. so here's what I would say you're doing. You're probably trying to defy danger to apply this thing to it without getting hurt as it's attacking you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. I kind of wanted to stab it too, but... 
Okay, that would just be a straight up hack and slash if you're trying to stab it without getting stabbed. Okay, uh, okay, I know. I will do the defy danger by getting out of the way or acting fast, okay? Mm -hmm. So that'll be dexterity. And while I'm doing that, can I then smear some of my serpent's tears on it or Harold's one? Sure. It would probably make more sense if it was just it because it's the closest one to me, right? Makes sense. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to attempt a defy danger roll and use one of my serpent tears on um oh what the hell i'll do it because it's narratively interesting on harold's one because okay. he's up next so it is 2d6 and it's dexterity so 2d6 plus two fuck five okay. i meant not fuck <laughs> that's a five okay um, so you aren't you are able to get your flask of serpent's tears out, but before you can even pour it, as you're trying to break away from yours and go to Harold, the thing grabs you and slams you to the floor. Damn it! Ah, uh, dealing okay. damage, and I still lose my. You don't you lose, lose the serp- serpent's tears though. No. Oh, I don't. Okay. Good God! And your consequence is one point of damage. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I can roll our ones. Missed both my legs. Okay. So it, you just. Uh, it slams you to the ground, stuns you a little, uh, but you you managed with your thiefly uh, wiles to like yep. roll with it a little and not take too much damage. I take a one, so I'm down to 17. Okay. okay. But your guy is now uh, going to try to slam down with claws, and that's what you see, Harold. You've pulled away from yours that uh, slashed your shield harmlessly, but Tommy is face down on the floor with the claws going toward him. What are you going to do? Oh, I mean, protect Tommy. I wonder if this is one of those. Do I still want to hack and slash, or is it defend? Yeah, I guess it's got to be hack and slash. It's my best okay. option. So you're going to charge in and and take it on. Okay. Yep. So roll plus your strength. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> and did you mark XP on that? Uh, I've got two failures. So. Uh, oh, I did oh, not. Oh. Uh, two XP. Oh my god! Holy goodness. shit! Okay. <laughs> Another terrible roll. Another XP. Oh, okay. Wow. Six. Okay. So you don't get there in time, and the horrible thing uh, slashes your poor prone buddy. Jesus, I'm sorry I'm so pathetic. Uh, For four points. uh, And you feel like a cold chill in your blood as the claws go into you and hit you for four points. Don't don't rub it in. The two creatures, like, stand in for a moment and howl in celebration at this before they try to square up with you again. But it gives you a brief breather to figure out what you want to do. And you are able to hop back up if you want to, uh, Tommy. Well, I guess they're not surprised, so I can't do a backstab, can I? No. Like if you could uh, figure out a way to outflank them, you could do that. Well, I or figured they were they were they were they were high fiving each other and such. So I figured hmm. oh, I'll take the. Oh, they're not they're oh, not no. defenseless though. They saw. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I guess just go with the hack and slash here, which is not my not my greatest thing, but. When in Rome, that's okay. a minus. That's a minus one. Ooh, because it's my strength. But on my guy, that's a nine. Okay, um, so that is a hit yep. with a nine. Uh, so hack on something, and you deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Okay, so first, go ahead and deal your damage. And are you hitting the one that uh, you arrowed earlier? Yes. So okay. that's just two damage. Boo. 
Two damage. Okay, these guys are not super strong. Yeah, it staggers back. It is now clearly quite wounded. It's only wounded. Doesn't it know it's in an introductory scenario here? <laughs> but it deals damage back to you with that nine. Ooh, oh, there's a sake. six. Okay. Well, that's me, uh, it's, it's You're dead. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this isn't Dungeon Crawl Classics. I'm just kidding. Uh, so it... It slaps you, backhands you, offended, and sends you spinning back away from it. Okay, and that's gotten the attention back on the two of you. The two creatures uh, now, the one sent him spinning away, and the other one, Tommy, is trying to pursue. Uh, it's It smells the blood or something on Tommy and is chasing after him. Get that one. Get him. <laughs> We're going to try again. Gee, one of these times I've got to connect. This there time, we go. Ten. 10. Okay, you are hacking and slashing. Okay, now you have an option on the 10 plus hack and slash. You can deal your damage as normal. You can deal your damage with an extra D6, but expose yourself to the enemy's uh, attack. Extra D6. Okay. So, and what is your base damage D6. Uh, for Druid? So you've got 2D6 of damage coming at him. Here it comes. I'll roll to both of them. Eight points of damage. Nice. Uh, that Not was bad. the unwounded one, and you catch it from behind. What weapon did you take? A spear. A spear. Okay. Ooh, and you've got a great range. Okay, so you, uh, Tommy, you uh, are sent spinning back toward the wall. Uh, You shake your head clear to see this horrific thing charging at you. uh, And then a spear pierces through it, uh, and it collapses down to the ground, howling with rage. That's what I like to hear. A good old rage howl Mm -hmm. from the point of my spear. The other one now freaks even louder, shakes itself, and like runs forward toward the both of you. Uh, actually, no, in revenge, trying to get to the one who just slayed, you know. Oh, no, this is the, the wounded one. I'm sorry. The one that just backhanded Tommy now makes a desperate run at you for that offense you have done against his companion and tommy this thing is charging headlong at harold okay do i have enough distance to get an arrow off oh yeah yeah i mean you could step back a bit and shoot an arrow that's what that's what i'm going to do and it's going to be 2d6 plus my dex that is a 14 all right that will be a full-on hit wow roll damage kathunk kathunk and do I get any uh, bonus for that for a 12? No, that's so we... on volley. If you have seven through nine, you have to do things like give up your good position, expend extra ammo. But with a 10 plus, I would you think just for a up sweet, damage. sweet double six on that, I would have got something. But <laughs> however, just D8. No. D8. One. One. But how uh, disappointing. But that was just enough to finish it off. Ah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Take like that. you could see these things had like moldering remnants of leather armor on, but it wasn't really functioning as armor. So it now goes down in a heap next to its buddy. All oh, right. <laughs> there we go. Now that they are off those plinths, you see that actually the plinths uh, have stone lids on them. Oh, the other room had open boxes. I'm certain there there's no chance that there's anything harmful in those boxes. So let's just open them up. Okay, yeah, shifting, they're stone, so it takes a little work. You don't need to make a strength roll. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing else is attacking you. You're not working under pressure. So with a little time and leverage and prying, you are able to scrape them. They're not attached. They're just the weight is holding them on. Mm-hmm. 
and you slide them off. And inside each of them is a burial good, a torque, uh, one of those big yeah. necklacey things. Yep. I'm uh, Irish. I want the torque. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> each, each of the plinths and you think, yeah, the stands, each of them have one of those of like carefully wrought silver in them uh, with lots of what you'd read as semi-precious stones buried in them uh, as part of the honor for whatever these guy, the uh, these axe head guys were. Yoink. Yeah, yoink. We one each. We take them. All right. And put them on? No. No. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you take us for fools? Do you at least taste them? <laughs> so torque. <laughs> Torques are for licking, not for not for wearing. Okay. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a torque? Depends. Um it's leather or bronze. Okay, so we get a torque each, a jeweled torque. Mm-hmm. Jeweled Cur- torque. Not, not cursed. <laughs> Question mark. Right. Definitely not cursed. So I think let's leave it at one encounter and say this was our whole adventure. And you guys can, and just to look at another part of the rules, you guys can go back out into the woods that uh, your druid knows are fairly safe and make camp. So you can settle in to rest. You can do a recut. So I could be mean and make you uh, make a, like take watch rolls to see if you're attacked by anything. But I think just for our first thing, you mm-hmm. can go out, you can recover in rest and in comfort and safety. And after a day of rest, you recover all your hit points. I got, I got to do that. I'm down to seven. So. Oh, you're down to oh, seven. Geez. So it would yeah. be a good idea for you to make camp. Mm-hmm. So did you guys have rations? I, I do not need to eat or drink. Oh, that's right. You don't need to eat. Oh, Dungeon Rations, I do. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, so you would mark off one of those. Yep. Um, to mark this, uh, you know, basically spending the night or day, whatever, however you want to slice it, in camp uh, in the woods. Uh, the druid, can, we could assume, find you a safe spot there. Yep. So now we'll do our end of session actions. End of session. We ask, let's see. First... <laughs> We look at each of your bonds. Uh, did you resolve a bond? Meaning it's completely explored, no longer relevant or otherwise. Probably not after our first mini so. session. Yeah. No, no, no. Then we have three questions. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Everything, everything we learned was new and important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically that's true from the metagaming standpoint, yes. but probably not really. No. I think probably not. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? I, I, I'm going to so. say for first level characters, I think we could say that just for. Oh, fun. okay. After all, uh, you nearly died. Yeah, that's true. And did we loot a memorable treasure? Oh yeah. I think the pair of torques. Jewel torques. Torque, torque, torque. torques are not to be sniffed at. Yeah, that's so. Torque, for yep. each yes, everyone marks an XP. So that's two XP. Okay, that's good. So that's three. And two then, more XP. Okay. Yep. To level up to level, sorry, to level up to any level, you take your current level plus seven. So you would need eight XP to level up to level two. Which I don't I, I have even four. for all people rolling, no. I don't think you're quite there yet. Although no. I'm closer than you think. Yeah, I know. You had a lot of failed rolls there. Yeah. So what, what, what's the formula again? Uh, level current up? level plus seven. Yeah, I like this a lot. Yeah. So it's yeah, so, so you I have at every game we play, I know. But uh, I know. Well, there's a lot of good games. Yeah. Is it a a level, oh, sorry, was it level plus seven? Or eight? Yep. Yeah. Level I only plus need, seven. 
I only need uh, three more experience points. Wow. Just one more session, I'm going to be leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need three more. How about you? Four XP? A five. A five, yeah, because you must have more than me. Yeah. I was terrible. Yeah, and of course, as the game goes on, the stat, the what, what determines, like, did you overcome a notable monster enemy? Obviously, yeah. that will expand as you yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should uh, run this. I re- I really do because I know you I know you've run it before so you've probably al- you've already got you've already got scenarios in your head that you can run you've clearly oh, yeah. got maps so we've got maps I mean if I've you'd be up for creatures. running it I I would uh, sure well and this is one where it can be like which three or four people are here today you know uh, oh Brent's in he can make a character and join oh very YouTube. good yeah or if we have well if we have everybody we can play Dune but like it could be like. We don't yeah. have to have every because this could be quite kind of um, story slash campaign driven, or it could just be you know like throw people in a dungeon, dungeon of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some I, other I stuff like for uh, undertaking a perilous journey. When you return to a town, you can carouse. Uh, I get stuff. You can recruit help. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what do you think of it, Damon? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's bueno. And, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's pretty good. loosey-goosey like with the action scenes like it's not supposed to be everybody does an initiative. You go, they go, you go, they go. It's supposed to be cinematic. So like your buddy's about to is prone on the yeah. ground and about to get stabbed. What do you do? Yeah. It's yeah, thing. it's Monster of the Week. Well, it's, you know, it's predates Monster of the Week, but yeah. So, yeah, forget about that cuz that's what the whole thing in Monster in Monster is too. It's just you got to shift your head out of the hole it's not dungeons and dragons it's not right. dungeon crawl classics it's this exactly. cinematic movement thing yeah mm-hmm. it's what sound what plays cool and go yep, with that exactly. yep. yeah that's the that's this pair by the apocalypse thing which is kind of hard to wrap your head around but yeah but it's like really yeah, it's a different loose. mindset it's really loose and fun yeah but it's hard to like yeah especially when you're in a dungeon being a druid and a thief yeah to uh yeah disengage from you know 40 years of of how things should be done um exactly. yeah this is really cool yeah. i kind of don't know forget it. you could shapeshift damon yeah i didn't want to try it out this time oh yeah no that makes sense i've always yeah. um i've always <laughs> wanted to uh i've always wondered about getting the book for this and i think i will mm. definitely pick it up now it's as uh, a physical book is not crazy expensive even no uh, no i've seen it I, i've seen 25 it bucks it looks like at i'm bored yeah i might pick it up because yeah. or i might just get the pdf it's, oh yeah um I like it. Um, I, and again, uh, it's a fun read too. Like yeah, the other ones. Um, Cam and Brant are gonna love it. So, um, yeah, I like it a lot. Cool. All right, so, yeah, we can I do this as yeah, one I know it's yet another. Uh, yeah, it's yet another. You know, dungeon delve. <laughs> but however, yeah, yeah and that's the key is trying to make delve. it feel different. Yeah. So um, yeah, this was a All lot right. of fun. And the the fact that we got this in. An hour and nineteen minutes, less than yeah. that, probably an hour and fifteen minutes. You've been playing this. Yeah, it's pretty from, good. From character creation to uh, whacking to, like, a little guys. exploration and a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and a trap yeah, avoidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good fun. Really good right. fun. I like it. Thank you, Rob. Cool. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks guys. Lot. Yeah, it was it's fun to pull this back out. Better actually. than I yeah. thought it would. So I, I didn't think it would be as uh, satisfying as it was. That was good stuff.